0: Good morning, friends. Today is Friday, the 16th of September, 2022. It's my 22 year anniversary um, of what you'll know if you know me. If not, I'm not gonna say. And today we commemorate Ninian, who, and this comes from Holy Women, Holy Men Celebrating the Saints. So Ninian was a Romanized Briton born in the latter half of the fourth century in Southern Scotland. He is said to have been educated in Rome and to have received Episcopal ordination. But the main influence on his life was Martin of Tours, with whom he spent some time and from whom he gained his ideals of an Episcopal monastic structure designed for for missionary work. About the time of Martin's death in 397, Ninian established his base at a place called Candida Casa, White House or Withorn in Galloway, which, which he dedicated to Martin. Traces of place names and church dedication suggest that his work covered the Solway Plains and the Lake District of England. Ninian also seems to have converted many of the Picts of, of northern Scotland as far north as the Moray Firth. Ninian, together with Patrick, is one of the links of continuity between the ancient Roman British church and the developing Celtic Christianity of Ireland and Scotland. Now, when I think Ninian, I think of the... Woman of Arthurian, woman and and enchantress of Arthurian legends. And perhaps they are one and the same. Wouldn't that be an amazing thing? But not unheard of, I think. At any rate, it's going to be a bit of a whirlwind today because I very much want to take advantage of the opportunity to walk to the gym this morning. So we shall read Psalm 69, 1 through 23. Esther 1 through 4 and 10 through 19 and acts 17 1 through 15 the gospel of john 12 36b to 43 and we're just going to kind of rapid fire through it this morning friends so bear with me because we're going to skip some of the liturgical connective pieces so it might seem a little disjointed using the opening responses from prayers for the world and its people found in the Iona Abbey worship book. Believing that God made and loves the world, we gather. That it may be reshaped to fulfill God's purposes, we pray. To seek a wisdom deeper than our own thinking, we listen. To honor God who gave us voice, we worship. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor, Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. And skipping right to Psalm 69. And again, verses 1 through 23 and 31 through 38. Save me, O God for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in deep mire where there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters and the flood sweeps over me. I am weary with my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes grow dim with waiting for my God. More in number than the hairs of my head are those who hate me without cause. Many are those who would destroy me, my enemies who accuse me falsely, What I did not steal, must I now restore? O God, you know my folly. The wrongs I have done are not hidden from you. Do not let those who hope in you be put to shame because of me, O God of hosts. Do not let those who seek you be dishonored because of me, O God of Israel. It is for your sake that I have borne reproach, that shame has covered my face. I have become a stranger to my kindred an alien to my mother's children. It is zeal for your house that has consumed me. The insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. When I humbled my soul with fasting, they insulted me for doing so. When I made sackcloth my clothing, I became a byword to them. I'm the subject of gossip for those who sit in the gate and the drunkards make songs about me. But as for me, my prayer is to you, O God. At an acceptable time, O God, in the abundance of your steadfast love, answer me. With your faithful help, rescue me from sinking in the mire. Let me be delivered from my enemies and from the deep waters. Do not let the flood sweep over me or the deep swallow me up or the pit close its mouth over me. Answer me, O God, for your steadfast love is good. According to your abundant mercy, turn to me. Do not hide your face from your servant for I am in distress. Make haste to answer me, draw near to me, redeem me, set me free because of my enemies. You know the insults I receive and my shame and dishonor. My foes are all known to you. Insults have broken my heart so that I am in despair. I looked for pity, but there was none and for comforters, but I found none. They gave me poison for food and for my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. Let their table be a trap for them, a snare for their allies. Let their eyes be darkened so that they cannot see and make their loins tremble continually. This will please God more than an ox or a bull with horns and hoofs. Let the oppressed see it and be glad. Let you who seek God, let your hearts revive, for God hears the needy and does not despise their own that are in bonds. Let heaven and earth praise God, the seas and everything that moves in them, for God will save Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah, and God's servants shall live there and possess it, the children of God's servants shall inherit it, and those who love God's name shall live in it. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Esther, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4 and 10 through 19. This happened in the days of Assyrius, the same Assyrius who ruled over 127 provinces from India to Ethiopia. In those days when King Assyrius sat on his royal throne in the citadel of Susa, in the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all his officials and ministers. The army of Persia and Medea and the nobles and governors of the provinces were present while he displayed the great wealth of his kingdom and the splendor and pomp of his majesty for many days, 180 days in all. On the seventh day, when the king was merry with wine, he commanded mehuman I Harbona Bigtha and Abiktha, Zethar and Xarkas, the seven eunuchs who attended him, to bring King to bring Queen Vashti before the king, wearing the royal crown in order to show the peoples and the officials her beauty, for she was fair to behold, but Queen Vashti refused to come at the king's command conveyed by the unit, conveyed by the eunuchs. At this, the king was enraged, and his anger burned within him. Then the king consulted, consulted the sages, who knew the laws, for this was the king's procedure toward all who were versed in law and custom. And those next to him were Karshena, Shathar, Admatha, Tarshish, Meres, Marsena, and Memukan, the seven officials of Persia and Medea, who had access to the king and sat first in the kingdom. According to the law, what is to be done to Queen Vashti, because she has not performed the command of King Asarius as conveyed by the eunuchs? Then Memucan said in the presence of the king and the officials, Not only has Queen Vashti done wrong to the king, but also to all the officials and all the peoples who are in all of the provinces of King Asheris. Asheris. For this deed of the queen will be made known to all women, causing them to look with contempt on their husbands. Since they will say, King Asarius commanded Queen Vashti to be brought before him and she did not come. This very day, the noble ladies of Persia and Media, who have heard of the queen's behavior will rebel against the king's officials. And there will be no end of contempt and wrath. If it pleases the king, let a royal order go out from him And let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes, so that it may not be altered, that Vashti is never again to come before King Asheris, and let the king give her royal position to another who is better than she. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. I think, actually, friends, we are going to leave it there today. Um... No, maybe not. If we skip our canticles, we can probably go ahead and read at least one more scripture. I won't have time to pontificate on them, but you probably don't mind that. (laughs) So let's go to Acts chapter 17, verses 1 through 15. After Paul and Silas had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in, as was his custom, and on three Sabbath days argued with them from the scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Messiah to suffer and to rise from the dead, and saying, This is the Messiah, Jesus, whom I I am proclaiming to you. Some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a great many of the devout Greeks, and not a few of the leading women. But the Jews became jealous, and with the help of some ruffians in the marketplaces, they formed a mob and set the city in an uproar. While they were searching for Paul and Silas to bring them out to the assembly, they attacked Jason's house. When they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some believers before the city authorities, shouting, These people who have been turning the world upside down have come here also. And Jason has entertained them as guests. They are all acting contrary to the decrees of the emperor, saying that there is another king named Jesus. The people and the city officials were disturbed when they had heard this. And after they had taken bail from Jason and the others, they let them go. That very night, the believers sent Paul and Silas off to Beroea, and when they arrived, they went to the Jewish synagogue. These Jews were more receptive than those in Thessalonica, for they welcomed the message very eagerly and examined the scriptures every day to see whether these things were so. Many, many of them therefore believed, including not a few Greek women and men of high standing. But when the Jews of Thessalonica learned that the word of God had been proclaimed by Paul in Beroea as well, they came there too, to stir up and incite the crowds. Then the believers immediately sent Paul away to the coast, but Silas and Timothy remained behind. Those who conducted Paul brought him as far as Athens, and after receiving instructions to have Silas and Timothy join him as soon as possible, they left him. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. And skipping right to the gospel, my friends, we are in the Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. John chapter 12, verse 36b through 43. After Jesus had said this, he departed and hid from them, Although he had performed so many signs in in their presence, they did not believe in him. This was to fulfill the words spoken by the prophet Isaiah, God who has believed our message and to whom the arm of the Lord has been revealed and to whom has the arm of God been revealed. And so they could not believe because Isaiah also said, God has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart so that they might not look with their eyes and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said this because Isaiah saw God's glory and spoke about God. Nevertheless, many, even of the authorities, believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess it, for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved human glory more than the glory that comes from God. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. All right, folks, we're going to kind of wrap it up quickly here. Thanks, and thanks for bearing with me too. Let's affirm our faith together with the affirmation of faith from the Iona community's daily act of prayer, found in 50 Great Prayers from the Iona Community, compiled by Neil Painter. With the whole church, we affirm that we are made in God's image, befriended by Christ, empowered by the Spirit. With people everywhere, we affirm God's goodness at the heart of humanity, planted more deeply than all that is wrong. With all creation, we celebrate the miracle and wonder of life, the unfolding purposes of God, forever at work in ourselves and the world. The Collect for St. Ninian. O God, by the preaching of your blessed servant and bishop, Ninian, you caused the light of the gospel to shine in the land of Britain. Grant, we pray, that having Ninian's life and labors in remembrance, we may show our thankfulness by following the example of Ninian's zeal and patience. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us lift, circle in love, and hold in the light those those whom the Holy Spirit has placed upon our hearts for prayer. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you, and you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of us. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. The wisdom of God, the love of God, and the grace of God. Strengthen us to be Christ's hands and heart in this world. In the name of the Holy Trinity, Amen.